I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. Like the dog barking in the background. Well, I made him stop jingling, so he, he's going to be gruff now. <laughs> but at least we know that he's a dog. Yes. He is not a cat. He is not a rat. He is not a television. Ah, I think I get your point. <laughs> <laughs> he is a dog. He's a pointy-headed creature. He is a pointy-headed creature, which is kind of how you talk about things. You just describe them, and sometimes there's words for them, and sometimes there's not. So, yes, it is a dog, and we know that because the word dog means the pointy-headed creature. Yes, this is true. And words are my thing. They sure are. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why we have a podcast, because I like words, and I make you make them. Shaking my head up and down. That would be nodding your head. I'm nodding my head. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen me sawing the branch off the tree earlier. When my arm got tired, I just jumped up and down. <laughs> That's great. Mm -hmm. That's totally great. So, words are not your thing. Nope. And number two seems to be taking after you. Number he, two child, I should say. He, he comes by it, Matt, honestly, as you like to say. Yes. I was going to say naturally. That's a whole other subject, but... No. He does come by it honestly. Yes, he does. The legal papers are all in order. Yes. He he asked me the other day, we were at the grocery store, and he said he wanted those noodles with, with the sauce. And I said, we've had lots of different kinds of noodles with lots of different kinds of sauce, and do you know which ones you mean, and which ones can I get for you? And he said, it's something like... And he made these faces. Can you make the eyebrow, eyebrow <laughs> description of the eyebrows here? <laughs> the, I'm thinking very hard. My eyebrows are crinkling. They do. And then... They're bunching up. And and he would, like, look to the left and look to the right. And then he, like, kind of turned around like he was looking at the aisles for something. And then he looked back at me after, like, almost a minute and said, I think it's Scapetti. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Oh, you mean spaghetti? Yeah, that. I think we can do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then tonight you asked me for a burger. And what kind of sauce did you ask for with it? Uh, the Greek kind. The Greek? You don't even know what it's called anymore. I Ta said it twice. Ta tzatziki. That's the word that comes to mind now. Yes. Because I said it's, you know, I said, oh, and you like it with extra tzatziki. And you said yes. And then two seconds later, because brain school, grad school brain, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> this is how it is talking to my wife lately. It totally is. And then you tell her something, and then she asks you a minute later exactly what you just told her. <laughs> because of grad school brain sieve, it's totally leaky lately like more than ever and it's always been leaky and i know that but it's more leaky lately anyway because of the grad school brain sieve yeah. i asked you again like two minutes later what kind of burger was that that you wanted remind me as i was about to make the phone call to the burger place to place our takeout order right you said the the lamb one with the tap key sauce <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I said because it was just some kind of word. And I thought that was adorable because that's just how you talk. 
I'm trying to make a word out of the picture I almost have of the letters in my head. Because you think in pictures. And I can't, I don't think in sounds either. I don't, like you, you also have a more of a sound memory, like you were quoting some. Oh, we'll get to would, that in a minute. Would be nonsense words. Yes, you think in pictures and not even in words or phonemes. You just think in the pictures and the tactile senses and the emotional senses and you think very conceptually. Mm -hmm. And I tend to think very literally. Even when I am thinking metaphorically, it is a literal. It is words and letters and sounds and phonemes and graphemes and... And more and more and more of the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's funny to me that opposites attract... Mm -hmm. But then that you would have even agreed to have a podcast because this means making words for an hour a week on average between 10 minutes of making notes and 40 to 50 minutes of talking that gets cut down to about a half hour episode usually. Right. I'm sure I had a reason for doing this. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think the bigger reason for it is the community and like all the emails that we get that say, you know, just thank you for being one more touch point in my experience. Well, probably many episodes ago, I might have mentioned that it has to do with pretty much that community thing of, I like listening to podcasts. I don't get to listen to all of them as much as you do. I found other people's talking helpful, so I thought I should talk and be helpful. It's good. Yes. But it's hard sometimes when, like, the community has a vocabulary that is so much in flux that sometimes we're not all saying the same things, even though the same words are coming out of our mouths. I, I'm trying to process where to go with that, because <laughs> I'm like, so? <laughs> we're, we're all walking around like Shaco in the walls fell. See what I mean about the <laughs> quoting nonsense. And and Darmok never gets to Tanagra, let alone meet Jalad. Correct. Words have meanings. And if we don't all have common meanings for our words or understand what each one is saying with those words, then we end up with miscommunication. And you'd think that would be literally the definition of miscommunication, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just making more words now. <laughs> you so are, because that's how I'm looking at you. Like, I think I understand the concept. I hope so, because you're still talking. <laughs> that's how it kind of works with us. It does, but, you know... But you like, have a point to this. I do. Which like, is that words are important. Words are important. For example, like my sister some while ago put on her Facebook, why on earth do we have to see one another as cisgender, transgender, heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual? Why do we have to have labels? Can't we just see other people as individuals and I'm just me and you're just you? Well, my answer is, no, they won't. But go ahead if you want to. <laughs> but that's how I do things. <laughs> that's how I do it. Yeah. You, you have a different answer. I do. And, you know, I mean, if you can see an individual as that individual, that's great. But you need to know that individual before you can see them for who they are. And part of the way that humans understand our experience is by categorization. The thing you are sitting on right now is a chair. There is a word for it. Yes. I'm shaking my head up and down. No. Nodding. Nodding. See? 
<laughs> it's all the same to me. Ah, it is. See? Yeah. But that's the It's thing. a movement. There, there are a lot of people who would say that a lot of these terms are the same thing when they're really subtle shades of different things. And for some people, knowing which shade they fit into is kind of a big thing. True. But as far as shaking your head, nodding your head, bobbing your head, moving your head, that's not like the difference between a chair and a fan. Correct. The fan is the thing with the wobbly bits that moves the air around. Yes. But see, if you don't we... sit there. Correct. Mm-hmm. If I told you to go sit on the fan, you would be very confused. <laughs> Or possibly offended. I might be offended. I might think she's mixing up pillows, towels, and... (laughs) I do that, though. I mix up pillows and towels. I do. And there's a couple other words that get mixed up in my brain. And I think it's part of that literary thinking thing. It's got an O-W in it. Pillows and towels and... I don't know. Anyway. I would have never thought of that. Of course not. You think in concepts. (laughs) I was looking for the pictures. They look kind of similar. I guess you could... Use a towel for a pillow. You probably can't draw yourself very good with a pillow. But you should never leave home without your towel. Basically, the woman who mixes up towels and pillows wants to tell us how important it is to use the right word. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes, actually. Okay. <laughs> because I know how bad it is when you don't. Not unless we tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, whoever it is is just standing there looking at you. When I was like 12, I was at a restaurant with my parents and... I wanted hot chocolate with whipped cream, and I forgot to ask for the hot chocolate, and I just asked for the whipped cream. (laughs) You you were focused. And everybody's just looking at me like, what, you want just like a bowl of whipped cream or what? And I'm like, wait, no, no, it goes in a mug. (laughs) Cool. Did they bring it to you? (laughs) And you ask where the hot chocolate was? No, actually, we ended up clarifying that I did want the the brown chocolatey stuff. She was so focused on making sure there was whipped cream on it. I was. That I forgot forgot the other word. Forgot to tell them what you wanted. But, (laughs) like, people who say that your words and your labels and your terminology for yourself shouldn't be important. In my experience, and this is purely anecdotal, But in my experience, the people who dislike the idea of classifying or categorizing oneself are either people who dislike their own classification or who find that none of them really fit and they haven't found the right one for themselves yet. And so, well, all of you who found your right word are just effed up and nobody should name themselves. See, I wouldn't have thought of that. I mean, I can see what you're saying. But I wouldn't have thought of that. I would have just thought, they're just kind of bothered by all these categories of things, and everybody's a person, and that's the important part, so why can't we focus on that? But when you've grown up in such a way, and when you've seen yourself for for as long as you can remember as being not just a person, because all the just a people that you know are not like you, and there's nothing in your experience that is like you, then you're not just a person. And so coming to an understanding of what it is that you are, I've seen so many kids online, a lot of my former students even, who, oh my gosh, they discovered the word, this is a thing that I am. There is a word for people like me. That means there are other people who also fit this definition. Holy shit, I am not 
not a person. I am a type of person. And that experience can be an epiphany for some people. I can understand that. So, you know, when someone tells you what their terminology is, you don't just poo-poo it and say, oh, but you're just George. Oh, you're just Sue. You're just a person. You don't discount them. You don't. You you validate their experience, and if they're referring to themselves with a particular set of vocabulary, then you respect that. Well, in my experience, when someone does kind of ignore what you've said and say, oh, you're just yourself, it's because they don't know how to digest what you just said. There's that. That's my experience. And the other thing is, if they don't want to accept you as being something beyond their understanding of just a person... Or if they don't want to shift, they, like you said, they can't digest, they can't shift their understanding of you, they can't assimilate this new information. They can't understand why you're George now. So they're putting it in a category, back to a category they can understand. And thereby denying your understanding of yourself. It's dehumanizing. I don't accept their reality. Just letting you know. But I see what you're saying. Until your grandmother passed, she referred to you by your former name, for example. I remember being at your sister's house, and your grandmother was on the phone and having to say, Hey, this other girly name is here, too. But she was not doing a lot of things you should be doing. You know what I mean? It wasn't just my name. Okay. It was that she was in a decline mentally anyway. Yeah. So I don't think she could hold on to new things at all mm. at that point. Okay. Yeah. Like, if you change your name, or, you know, if you change your pronouns, or if you express, this is who I am, and this is how I want other people to refer to me. I think the name one is a big one, because people give themselves a name. When they transition, they have to usually pick their new name. Sometimes they pick a name that they would have been given if they had been recognized in their proper gender when they were born. But needless to say, either either way, they're picking their name, and it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. they, if they're changing their name, they obviously didn't want the other name anymore, just saying. you know. And for a lot of people, that can be downright traumatic. Like, their PTSD from having been forced into these gender roles and expected to fit gendered existence is... A horrible thing that you just don't want to keep putting back on them. If you had a friend, and I've explained it to other people, other cis people who, like, were trying to do like cis people do and, like, oh, I know your other name and be, like, using it as a point of privilege or as a teasing thing of, not you, but... No, I'm just listening. He's making this face like, ugh, people do that. They do. It's horrible. But if you had, and I explained it to a cis friend of mine this way, if you had a friend who had been named after their uncle, and then you found out that that uncle had molested them, and they were changing their name because they did not want to be named after that person, would you keep calling them that other name? No, that's horrible. That's traumatic. You don't want to put that experience back on them when they're trying to leave it behind. Mm -hmm. And if you are misnaming or misgendering a trans person, it's the exact same struggle that you are trying to put them back in that position by the way you reference them. Right. And it's a yeah. mean thing to do. Do not do that. It is a mean thing to do. 
And some people don't understand that it's a mean thing to do, even if you explain it to them. They, like you said, they think they have some privilege because they knew what that name was. I've heard some people refer to that as their dead name, and I think that's a, a proper way to explain that to people so they can put it in a context of why it's important to use your proper name that you have now. Mm -hmm. If you keep calling it a dead name and they are using it, it sounds like, oh, I'm doing the wrong thing. We, we don't refer to living people by dead names. We don't refer to living people as dead things. Mm-hmm. Again, it's dehumanizing. It's disrespectful. And I think that is a very good terminology to express how disrespectful it is. Well, I mean, my name has been George for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I tend not to have a lot of experience with it, but I have on occasion connected with somebody on Facebook that... Hey, that are I, you so-and-so's brother? No, not, not <laughs> that, nothing like that. They know mm-hmm. I didn't have a brother, but anyhow, somebody using my old name, and they can plainly see that's not my name at this point, and hasn't been for quite a long time, and then surprising me by using it, and I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? And I think it's back to that. They think they have this kind of privilege thing. Oh, I know you're... It's like it would be different to call somebody a nickname that they used to use Mm -hmm. that was okay if you're just referring to them. When I was in middle school, my nickname was Poodle. I'm sorry. (laughs) I had a really bad perm once, and I just owned it, so it became my nickname. And, you know, if somebody got on my Facebook now and called me Poodle... That would be a completely different thing from calling you, I'm going to make up a name, Susie. Yeah, it would be. So with all that time in between not having most people use that name, the dead name, it doesn't come up a lot for me, even though my transition, my medical transition is more recent. But it does feel that way. It feels very wrong when somebody does that. Like, ugh, what's wrong with you? Why'd you just do that? (laughs) Yes. You know? Like they just did something really gross. Mm-hmm. And you can't understand why they would do a gross thing. Right. That is the same sense I get when people in the trans community, and this is where I'm going to take a little bit of a point of privilege here as a word person, that I, as a member of the community, get a little bit riled up when people use words the wrong way. It's like telling someone to go sit on the fan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know? And you do not want to be told to sit on the fan. I do not want to be told to sit on the fan. And I think that has a lot to do with your lack of visibility as the type of queer person you are. Yes. Part of it is that. And part of it is also that I am, but try not to be, a grammar Nazi. I see a classroom that says I will behave safe, respectful, and responsible. And I'm like, you behave safely, respectfully, and responsibly. And I get upset that teachers are teaching kids to use adjectives instead of adverbs. And then I get upset when people use terms that are admittedly in flux. Our vocabulary as a queer and trans community is evolving. Yes. And vocabulary in general does evolve. But there's a difference between the idea of getting to pick what a word means to you and getting to pick what a word means and getting to pick how your experience fits what that word means. Well, it seems to me quite simply that if you're picking what the word means, you might be saying the wrong thing. You know, (laughs) 
You, so, you might be telling somebody to go sit on the fan. Yes. I, I'm a fan sitter. Yes. I, I am a proud fan sitter. And people are looking at you like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, transgender has a meaning when a body and a brain do not match according to our cultural expectations of sex and gender. That is what the word means. And... There are myriad ways that an individual's experience could fit that meaning, but it has a clear meaning. And genderqueer, another umbrella term where one's experience of gender, one's discongruity between one's body and brain, does not fit a strictly binary oppositional mold. Again, myriad ways in which that could be experienced, but you don't just get to pick what it means. I'm by gender because I feel three different ways. No, by means two. <laughs> I'm gender fluid because I feel like a mix. Well, okay, fluids mix. I kind of get that. Generally, it means flowing. That would be the Newtonian definition of a fluid. And I don't know, I, I feel like I'm starting to almost, but not quite, get into this territory of the true scum, where they're like, no, this is the only thing the word means, and if you don't experience it our way, then you aren't really experiencing it. Well, I guess it could be taken that way. It doesn't have to be, but, you know. No. It, it could be. I mean, you can be quite insistent on people using the right words for the right things, and they will be quite insistent on not knowing how to do that. So, there you have it. <laughs> Unfortunate, but true. Our lawyer friend did tutoring as part of his community service for his undergrad degree, and he met a handful of kids who were absolutely insistent that there was no such thing as negative numbers. I remember him telling us that, yeah. There are some people who will never accept the actual definition of a thing. So, I don't know, is there anything else we wanted to say about words? I have no idea. This is your gig. <laughs> <laughs> words escape me all the time i know and i'm word fluid you are you understood what skipetti was i did understand so what there you go. good it job it took me a minute though like... I, I understood as soon as you said skipetti i was like oh he wants pasta <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute sort of like the other day when he said Oh, what was it? Stroy. He said he was going to destroy some things. And we're like, he, he's going to break stuff. Watch out. And I'm thinking stroy. And I'm thinking of sounds like he's going to string them on a boy. He's going to. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> br 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 ro roy roy destroy destroy. Just ask me. Okay? I know. It took me a minute to get to destroy. The long way. You and went like, the long way. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's, our, it's our middle child. He's going to break stuff, okay? He is going to break <laughs> stuff, but we'll talk more about him next time, I think. Yeah, we will. Staying out of trouble was too good to last, but that's a not, story for not, time. Yeah, don't be putting spoilers in there. All right. So, spoilers. That's it. Yes, sir. Turn it off. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, 
iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! waiting for three seconds of quiet before we start and three seconds just doesn't happen let's take his collar off i'm not worried about the collar that that'll be okay i'm just (sighs) okay so you want me to leave it on no yeah it it doesn't matter go ahead take it off it's fine there otherwise he jingles he does jingle Mm -hmm. but now he's he was better just jingling and then he was gonna go lay down okay now we calm down it'll be okay don't worry about it start that over again Hi, I'm Jack. <laughs> Maybe I have to put his jingle collar back on. He seems to be pestering now. Do you, what do you think? I think he'll be okay in a minute. He just takes a second to calm down from whatever transition happens. Sort of like... He's quite sure there's something and he's guarding the door to the office. And if you talk over there, then nobody knows it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't talk while you're looking down there. Okay, sorry, but I was trying to make the dog stop. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll stop. He was making a licking sound. Yes, his are not half as loud. His head is tiny. It is not half as loud as Doggy C, so... Oh, and not half as empty, so there's not that hollow <laughs> sound. There's no resonance cavity. Exactly, that thing. So, um, go ahead. But you should never leave home without your towel. It depends on where you're going. I'm just all sorts of geeky that's going over <laughs> your head today, aren't I? Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a better anecdote that we can roll into misnaming and misgendering with? Probably not. Maybe how your ex-girlfriend said when you changed your name that you were just trying to F with people. Which you kind of were. Because <laughs> you weren't transitioning yet. So? <laughs> I got no problem with it. I think it's funny, but... Are you kicking my table? I know. No, my toe was squeaking against the leg, and I didn't realize it until I heard the squeak, and I was like, because I saw you look down there, and that, I knew that was it. That's okay. I love you anyway. Oh, thank you. I don't want you to go sit on the fan. Oh, thank you, because I wouldn't anyway. <laughs> That's your problem. I don't know. I'm your biggest fan. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh.